Hello everybody, welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks, <laughs> mostly because I procrastinate really well and other half is because I've been sick. So I apologize if I sound ridiculous. I will do my best not to do that. But today I want to go over the study I did on prayer. Um, last episode I talked about how I'm kind of restarting learning about the gospel. I know that's kind of impossible since I've already learned stuff, but just like redoing how I normally study and what I learn about and what I focus on and learning the basics over again, writing it all down, getting deeper, basically starting at the basics and going into the deep stuff. So that's what I did. I started off by going all the way back to the basics. Um, In Gospel Library, there's this thing called resources for children and there's a section that specifically focused on prayer and a lot of what I noticed in this section is obviously that they keep things very simple they kind of have to because kids need to learn the simple things before they can get to the deep stuff and there was a very large emphasis placed on trusting heavenly father and that he will answer our prayers in the best way um yeah a lot of the emphasis was placed on just making sure that you're aware that Heavenly Father knows best, and when he answers your prayers, he's going to do it in the way that's best for you. Um, I also saw on Instagram during the week that I was studying this, this um, how to pray thing on become.comeontochrist.org, and one of the big things I took away from this website was that God wants to hear from me and that I can talk to him like a friend. Um, And when I read that, I was a little bit discouraged, but I also realized that I need to have a relationship with God where I trust him like a friend. I don't need to be scared. Um, Honestly, I genuinely think that I'm intimidated by God and I don't feel like I'm qualified to have a meaningful relationship with my Heavenly Father. And so I think I get stuck trying to have meaningful conversations with him because I don't feel like I should be allowed to do that. And sometimes I feel awkward. Like, it's hard to have a deep conversation with someone you don't really know. So I think that's kind of where I'm at. This website that I was on also went over the steps of how to pray. And firstly, the first step is to address God by name. Heavenly Father, God, Father in Heaven, all of those and many more are acceptable. And honestly, sometimes my prayers I'm like, hey... (laughs) I know you know I'm talking to you, so that's my the way I address him. But um, after step one, it doesn't really matter the order that you go in, but it did say that you should express gratitude to God for the blessings and opportunities that you have in your life, which I think is great. Um, I definitely think gratitude is a huge, a huge thing. In fact, let me pull out what I just read 20 minutes for 20 minutes. I'm reading this book that my parents got me for Christmas and it's called Better Than Happy by Jody Moore and I have absolutely loved what I've learned in this book so far and I have never been so sucked into like a self-help book before so this is new for me but I've really loved it and I want to share something that I read about gratitude if I can find it okay I found it (laughs) Um, it's in her book on page 55, chapter two, or I don't know what chapter this is, but it says the, oh gosh. Okay. Found it. Guilt is the easiest. 
negative layering, layering emotion, but there is a go-to emotion for positivity as well. It's gratitude. Life gets better and you feel happier when you add gratitude. And this is coming from the context of her explaining layering emotions and how we feel an emotion and we continue to think things and and feel emotions similar to that, therefore layering it on top. So like if we feel guilt, we add shame, we add like fear and pan, like we add all of those emotions. But if you're feeling a positive emotion like excitement, you can add gratitude onto it to to be grateful for the opportunity you have for this thing that's making you excited or that you have friends that want to do stuff with you, so on and so forth. And so I think it is really, really important that we are grateful to our Heavenly Father for what we have. And something with gratitude is I feel like you kind of have to, you have to look outside the box. Saying the traditional grateful for food and water and clothes and all that is great. But if you really want to develop a deep appreciation for where you're at in life, going deep in the random stuff that you're you're grateful for is where it's at. Like, I'm grateful for Chick-fil-A sauce, and I'm grateful for the stars, and I'm grateful for the sound of snow crunching under my boots. You know, that stuff makes life just a little bit more enjoyable, I think. But after gratitude comes asking for help, direction, comfort, basically anything that you could think of. There's no limit to what you can ask God for. Um, I actually had a discussion in Sunday school a few weeks ago where the teacher said something to the effect of, make sure you pray the right way. You don't want to pray the wrong way. And I raised my hand and I was like, I don't, I don't believe there's a wrong way to pray. However, I do believe there's a productive way to pray. Be realistic with your expectations, expectations, goodness. Be realistic with your expectations, <laughs> be realistic with your expectations of God and yourself. And I'll I'll go into this a little bit more later. But next is to tell God anything else, including the needs that others have around you. It's important that you remember those around you as it allows for the softening of your heart and opens your eyes to what you can do for the people around you. Um, Is what I got from that. And I think when we pray for the needs of other people, we are practicing selflessness. And we are practicing humility. We're practicing service. And Praying for someone can be serving them. I had a conversation with a friend one time about how people tend to throw around the phrase, I'll pray for you, you're in my prayers, as like a when somebody asks how you're doing and you say good type of thing. Someone's having a hard day, you say I'll pray for you just to say it, you know? But I genuinely think if we actually do include people in our prayers, keep like a prayer roll on our phone or anything like that just to think about the needs of other people, we will we will be doing them more service and we will be doing ourselves a service. We'll be practicing the art of praying and being humble and looking out for other people. Um, lastly, the last step to prayer that I read was to quietly to think quietly and reflect on the thoughts you receive after prayer. Um, to me, this is considered the personal revelation that you receive from God. And this is hard for me. I have a really hard time with this because I have a lot of anxious and confusing things that are almost 100% of the time occupying my mind. And I have a hard time distinguishing if something is the spirit or if it's my own anxieties. I honestly don't remember the last time I felt real peace and understanding that where I was headed in life was the right way. Just because I second guess and overthink everything. It's definitely a work in progress, and I think it'll be interesting to see what I can learn by practicing like more meaningful and less 
rehearsed prayers. Um, yeah, oftentimes, well, maybe I'll go in this, into this later, but, um, these steps of prayer are helpful when we learn how to pray, but I believe there's so much more to prayer than just following steps to check off and, and like, just to say that you prayed every morning and every night. There's so much more to it than that. And something that I noticed while studying is how interesting it's been for me to go back to the basics. Like, you learn these steps, like, say his name, be grateful, ask for stuff, think of others, the end, you know? Like, and then think about it after. There's, it's very, very distinct how, quote, you should pray. But it's fascinating to see how things as a kid are almost never elaborated on as we grow up. And I actually, I don't want to say never. They are not as frequently as I think they should be elaborated on as we grow up in the church. We tend to repeat the same topics and conversations frequently, which makes it hard for individuals to have the practice needed to build and maintain a personal testimony. Um, Don't get me wrong. I definitely believe that some repetition repetition is good because it will solidify concepts and helps us learn more than we did the first time we were taught about it. Like, in the scriptures, I believe we're asked to read them over and over again and again so that we can continuously learn and apply what is taught in the scriptures to each phase of our life. But it's crucial that we spend time studying deeply and asking unanswered questions, especially when it comes to the basics. There's a little side tangent there, but... Um, I also spent a little bit of time in gospel library on the gospel topic section of prayer. I love the gospel topic essays. Like, they are filled with so much good, and they are so amazing, and I wish I had them, like, when I was younger. I mean, I'm not that old, but, like, even in young women's, that would have been super cool to have, and I'm, I'm grateful that we have them now. But I loved this specific essay on prayer. Um, It started off talking about what prayer is, which is how we communicate with God. And I was I was thinking about I was like, why do we need why do we need to communicate with him? Why is that important? Why don't we just learn about him and then meet him again later? You know, and I believe that we need to communicate with God so that we can have opportunities through prayer where we feel that he loves us and where we're reminded that he wants to hear from us. And I believe that God does miss us and wants to maintain contact with us as much as possible. Um, When I'm away from my parents up here at college, I do want to keep talking to them and they want to keep talking to me. They text me, they call me, they Marco Polo me, they reach out to me and they want me to communicate with them too. They want me to make an effort to reach out to them and to show them that I'm thinking of them. It's kind of the same thing. Um, granted, this concept is something that's hard for me to wrap my head around still just because I want to work on my relationship with God and view him as more of a father figure rather than someone I'm intimidated by. But I, I believe it's a beautiful thing to believe that God wants to talk to me and with me. Um, I also took a look at why we're only supposed to pray to God and not other be not other beings or idols. And I didn't really have a real answer, but I wonder if it's to keep our focus or to dedicate all to him so that we can give everything that we have and that we can to him. Or maybe it's to show him that we value only him as our God. Um, a belief I have is that it's so that we aren't we aren't distracted by things that may, that may take us away from our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ and his gospel. Um, 
I've had thoughts of like Heavenly Father only wants us to pray to him. That's so selfish, you know? And I don't I don't think it is. I think after I've studied prayer, it's he wants us to focus on developing a very solid, safe, healthy relationship with one person rather than trying to balance a million relationships. He wants us to get to know him as our father. He created us. If we're getting to know someone that didn't create us, then like if okay, let's try that again. If we're worshiping, say I don't know. What do I don't I don't worship anything else, so I don't know what else I'd worship. But if we started worshiping objects or other things like that, it would detract and distract our focus from our eternal goal of returning to our Heavenly Father. Granted, that is just my opinion, and you are totally allowed to have a different one. But I just think the reason we're asked to only pray to God is so that we can focus on Him, and we can learn about Him and spend a lot of time coming closer to Him. Um, We're also taught to pray in Christ's name always. And I've had questions about this before. Like, why do we say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, at the end of all of our prayers? And I thought about maybe we do this to get Christ involved in our prayers, since he is our advocate with the Father. If he's supposed to advocate for us, he may need to be in the loop on what we're praying about, and he may need to be in that that relationship. It's also probably to help us establish a mindset that God and Christ are on the same team, which is also our team. And it helps us better collaborate and develop a relationship with both of them and so that we can come closer to both of them. Um, a lot of this is just stuff that I've learned. So bear with me as I kind of just read through what I've learned here. But um, I, oh, did I lose my spot? I did. Um, I also read that developing a habit of prayer helps us know and come closer to God. We can secure blessings for ourselves and others, but we have to ask in faith. And by by thinking of of prayer as helping us to know and come closer to God, it helps me co- to compare God to a friend of mine here on earth. Prayer prayer brings me closer to God, just like opening up to a friend would bring me closer to to my friend. And something else that I believe is important is to be specific when talking about blessings you've received because of someone or something, regardless of how simple they may be. A blessing from this habit of prayer can be as simple as more gratitude for the things and the people around me. That's a blessing that I believe I could notice in my life as I develop a habit of prayer. And this is a random thought that I had while writing this out and doing my study and everything, but I had a thought about prayer and that is that it's not a competition. We're not praying to pray better or more intently or more thoroughly than those around us. We're specifically taught to pray in private and to avoid vain repetitions. And if we stay focused on our relationship with our Heavenly Father when saying our prayers, we'll have such a richer experience than if we're worried about who's listening or how other people are praying when they're alone. And with prayer, comparison is not the goal. Now, something else I found interesting in this gospel topic essay um, is this quote that said, the power of prayer depends on us. And... I definitely appreciate that this was very blunt and straightforward, and I don't ever think that I realize that the more I put into prayer, the more I'll get out of it. And I want to also say that I don't think that's always the case, because sometimes we pray really hard and really intently, and nothing comes of it, almost. Um, 
I know I've spent a lot of nights sobbing and crying and pleading to Heavenly Father and feeling or hearing nothing in return. I had a discussion with a friend of mine the other day driving up here to where I'm at about how um, no answer is an answer, maybe. I don't know if this is true. Don't quote me on this. I mean, you can if you like it, but I, I've... I mentioned that maybe no answer is an answer. Um, We're taught that God always answers our prayers, either yes or no. But I don't think we realize that no answer can be an answer. Silence is an opportunity God is giving us to exercise what we've practiced so far in this life. Decision-making, reasoning skills, trusting ourselves, self-confidence, loving our neighbor, yada, 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 all all the things. In fact, more often than not, I believe God will allow us to sit in the discomfort of silence after a plea to him so that we have more opportunities to trust him, trust ourselves, and put for effort to see results in our lives. A scripture included in this gospel topic essay was Moroni 7-9, which focused on making our prayers more meaningful. And I think a reason why it's hard for me to be genuine and sincere in my prayers is just because I feel like it's fake and forced. It feels super cheesy and kind of unrealistic to me when I pray. And I realized while I was studying that I need to find a way to personalize the meaningfulness, which again, going back to this, I believe starts with developing a stronger and more tangible relationship with Heavenly Father. Um, I also just need to remind myself that there's not only a right, there's not only one right way to pray or a right way to make my prayers meaningful. It will be different for me than it is for everybody else. Um, another thing, oh, I guess I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I also read in this gospel topic essay, um, there's a scripture, Matthew 6, 7, and this focuses on avoiding the vain repetitions that I mentioned. And I was like, what the heck does that even mean? <laughs> like, what does vain mean? And I learned that it means prideful or useless. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Um, When we repeat ourselves constantly and, quote, recite our prayers over and over and over again, I believe that we're limiting our productivity and kind of almost wasting our time. I mean, that's, I don't, I hesitate to say that because God accepts and is willing to listen to any and all effort we put into prayer. He loves us and he wants to hear from us and he will always be happy to hear from us. But I think on our end of things, we can definitely do more to be more productive with our prayers, which in turn will help us get more out of our prayers and our communications with God. I need to be better at this. <laughs> I I noticed that while I was studying. I am really good at saying the same things for the sake of not missing, asking for repentance so I don't die in my sleep and end up in hell, or so that none of my family members or loved ones die overnight. And I know this totally sounds super morbid, but these are like genuine anxieties that I experience almost nightly. And it's hard for me to feel close to God when I'm constantly worried about how his judgments are going to fall on me. This is a huge reason why I'm actually even switching up my study to the way that I am. I want a closer and less fearful relationship with God. Um, my best friend is absolutely amazing at this. At avoiding vain repetitions. He is one of the most spectacular prayers <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. And the way that he connects with himself and he connects with his environment and connects with his 
God through prayer, regardless of if he knows that he does this or not. He creates a very intentional environment for his prayers. And hearing him pray in sacrament meeting or over the food or anything like that is beautiful. And I'm throwing that out there because it is possible. And it's amazing for the people who hear the prayer. And it's amazing for the people that are surrounded by that person. And it's amazing for that person, I believe. I mean, you'll probably have to talk to him to see how he feels about it. But from what I can tell, like people people need more of that in their lives. People need more genuinity and more authenticity. And that is something that he does really well. Just throwing that out there. But Another thing that I read about was how we're asked to use the pronouns that they use in the scriptures for God, like thy, thine, thou, all of those. And this one, I have a hard time with, just because I know, well, okay, I know that it's meant to bring reverence to my prayers, but I also feel so much closer to God through prayer when I feel natural. And I want him to feel more real and personable when I pray, and I feel like he's okay with it. (laughs) I feel like he's okay with it. I don't feel like it's the most crucial thing for my personal prayers to have thee, thine, and thou, which this does not mean that I respect, love, or value God any less, and it does come up in my prayers every once in a while, but if I'm casually just talking to Heavenly Father, I don't think I need to include those pronouns, but there is a time and a place for them, of course, and they are beautiful, and in the scriptures especially, they do add a lot of power and meaning, so I'm not saying to disregard them altogether, but that's how, how it works for me. Um, Switching gears a little bit here, I just want to go over a few things that I learned when I was studying what to do after our prayers, or maybe how to listen to the Spirit when it comes to your prayers. And one thing that I loved that I learned was that throughout the day, I can be given ideas of what to pray for and who to pray for through the Spirit, or just through my own thoughts. It doesn't even have to be the Spirit. Maybe I'm thinking about my friend, and I want to pray for them. I can jot it down, and I can creep keep a prayer rule. That's something I want to start doing. Just keep a prayer rule and a list of things that I want to pray about so that I can keep my prayers more focused and less repetitive. Um, I also learned that we're to pray, quote, according to the will of God, which is in DNC 4630. And this phrase has always been hard for me, always. Um, I know that it's important to allow God the room to do his work, but I also... I want to be at a point where I believe God knows what is best for me and I can trust him completely or even just a little bit more than I do now just so that we're truly on the same page and are working together for my life rather than him telling me what would be best and me just being like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, I want to be intentional. Um, Another key piece to prayer is the effort that you put in afterwards by studying it out in your mind, which is in DNC 9, 7 through 8. God wants me to think about things and to ask questions and to be curious. We're not being asked to do things blindly in this church. Nothing we should do, wow, let's try that again. Nothing we do should ever be blind or without intention. And I don't even believe faith is blind. Sure, faith means we can't see something at the very, 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 very level of a definition of faith. But I believe blind means you're doing something just because you're told to, just because someone said to do it. If I did everything God asked me to do it just because he asked me to, I don't know that I would learn much or get very close to him that way. And I wouldn't have an opportunity to increase my understanding of who God is or his work or why he does what he does. Granted, I'm not going to know everything 
and it still is faith because I do not know God is there, but it's not blind because I'm putting a strong intentional effort into my relationship with him by doing what he's asking me and by learning about why he's asking me to do that. One of my most favorite things ever that I learned through this study was this phrase, he seldom will do something for us that we can do for ourselves. Insert explosion noises. Mind blown. I loved this and I really, really wish we put more emphasis on this. And maybe we do and I've just completely missed it, but I loved this. He seldom will do something for us that we can do for ourselves. I don't need to pray. Well, let's try that again. This this phrase makes prayer so real and so tangible and less of like some magic fairy dust and a wave of God's wand to make things happen in my life. I shouldn't pray to God and expect him to place everything in the palm of my hand simply because I've asked for it. I can ask him to help me do well on a test, but I'm not going to do well if I haven't put in the effort to study for it or do the homework before or ask questions or stay after class. I can ask him to help me not to have cavities, but that's not going to happen if I don't brush my teeth or floss. And I can ask him to bless my neighbor to help them with their yard work or to help them with the passing of their grandfather or something like that. But I can't expect that to happen or for them to receive comfort if I don't also take the time to help them. God knows that I am capable of so much good. He knows you are capable of so much good. He knows that I'm strong and he knows that I'm able to take care of a lot of things in my life. And he's given me so many wonderful resources that truly make a lot of de- that truly allow me to make a lot of decisions for myself without having him tell me every single step of the way or resolving every single problem or bump in the road that I have. He trusts me and he knows that I can do all things through him and through Jesus Christ. Lastly, I just kind of want to go over some more logistics of prayer that I learned. Um, We're taught to pray in private and to make it personal. And I believe this is so that we can build an individual relationship with God, uninterrupted by the opinions and judgments of others. It's also recommended in DNC 1928 and 2051 that we find time to pray vocally in private. This is awkward when you start and you feel weird. And I did it in the shower the other day and I realized it just sounded like I was talking to myself. But I think we're asked to do this because it helps keep our mind from wandering and allows us to keep ourselves focused and in tune. My mind travels to all sorts of places when I'm praying and I fall asleep sometimes and I wake up 20 minutes later on the floor because I fell asleep saying my prayers or I'm thinking about what's due for school or what I'm going to have for dinner or all of these things that keep me distracted. And by praying out loud, my words and my mind are focused on one thing and that is my Heavenly Father and praying to Him. Something that was said somewhere that I don't remember (laughs) is that we're never unworthy to pray and that if you don't feel like praying you should pray until you feel like praying I want to split this into two pieces one we're never unworthy to pray I wholeheartedly agree and this is something that I struggle with I have a hard time accepting that even if I make a mistake he's still there like 100% wanting to talk to me rather than just like all right, Charity, come on, like, you know better, let's talk about this. He's like, okay, I'm here. Like, if you want to talk about this, I am right here for you. Um, And the second half of if you don't feel like praying, you should pray until you feel like praying was a little weird for me to read. 
And this is kind of what I'm about to read next was a trail of thoughts that I had as I was studying. But I started off as like, I guess if prayer is communicating with God, then I should try talking to him more. So I feel like talking to him, but I'm not sure because I worry my prayers are going to be aren't. Wow. What did I even write? Oh, so let me start over. If prayer is communicating with God, then I should try to talk to him more. So I feel like talking to him. But I'm not sure because I worry my prayers are going to be less meaningful if I'm just saying them so that I feel like praying in the future. Then again, practice makes you proficient at something. And if I want to be strong in the art of praying, I should practice even when I'm not feeling up to the task. So that became my ultimate conclusion was we're asked to pray when we don't feel like praying to stay in the habit of praying and to show some, how do I say this? To stay in the habit, honestly, is what I just want to say. Not even to show that we're trying. We can show that we're trying in other ways. But if we pray when we don't feel like praying, even if it's a simple, Heavenly Father, I'm really tired tonight. I love you and I'm thinking of you, but I'm going to bed now. That helps us focus on God and focus on ourselves and take care of ourselves too. And also remain in the habit of prayer. That's the conclusion I've come to. Now, final thing that I want to mention is this post that I saw on Instagram from Al Caraway, if you don't know who she is, look her up because she's the best, on January 16th, 2019. I went back and I found it. And I've held on to this post since the moment I read it. And I've brought it up and I've referenced it and I love it. And in this post, Al recommends a few tips to make prayer more meaningful and to help you feel closer to God. And some of the things she recommended was picturing God standing in front of you, kneeling more, allowing yourself to pray at other times rather than just right before bed so, you're, so you aren't mega tired, so you're not falling asleep. So like while you're brushing your teeth or after dinner, go kneel down. And, and I think those are all great, but my most favorite one of all is that she tells Heavenly Father jokes. And I stinking love this this is one of my favorite things ever because this makes god so real and like a real father figure dad jokes of all things tell god dad jokes like he wants to hear those and he's real and that's how i want to make him real and i'm so grateful that she posted all those options and those recommendations and it's in a book that i got for christmas too so now i have it at my fingertips and i don't have to fish through instagram but I really want to implement those more in my life. (sighs) Wow, what an episode. (laughs) I just kind of rambled, and all I want to do with these episodes, oh, so sorry, all I want to do with these episodes is take some time throughout my week and throughout my day to think about what I'm studying and to be more intentional and to start with the basics and get gradually more involved. I noticed myself remaining very stagnant and very discouraged with my studies and I loved this study session. It was so productive for me and I learned so much about prayer and I had so many thoughts throughout the week that actually allowed me to study this topic. Prayer is how we communicate with God and I want to be better at that. I really do and I want to have a better relationship with him and one way that I have learned and believe that I can do that is by talking with him about my life and my hopes and my dreams for my future. And again, I know a lot of this was just rambling, but I hope some of it helped and was insightful enough to provoke your own thoughts and questions you have about prayer and how to implement it more in your life. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. (laughs) Bye.